I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome, one and all, to episode 237 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor, and this episode is our Judas Priest discussion with my patrons. Now, for as little as two bucks a month, you can get into Patreon, and one of the benefits for being there is being able to take part in these band discussions. So we've already done one on Iron Maiden. We've done one on Motley Crue. And this time around, it is Judas Priest, and I am joined by five patrons. If I remember the count correctly, I believe it's five. Steve Hoker, Jeremy Weltman, uh, Brad Dahl from Yarg Metal joined. Uh, we had, who else? We had uh, Rob Rowe from the Rock and Roll uh, podcast, and we had Johan up in Sweden. And just a shout out to them. And real quickly, I do want to send a shout out to. Um, my other patrons, we have Metal Dan, we have Jerry from Long Island, we have Jose up in Connecticut, we have Chris Vaglio, we have Gabriel Ruiz, we have Mark Striegel from the Talking Metal podcast, and we have Mike Jones. Hopefully we can get some of them on upcoming episodes of this. Actually, Gabriel was supposed to join, but uh, last second work-related issues kept him from being a part of the show. Sucks, but I get it. And uh, yeah, and also want to remind you guys that coming up, it's around the, well, the discussion starts at around the 10 minute mark. And right before that, we have Jeremy Weltman with the patron's pick with his, his pick for the week. And it's different to anything else he's picked, which is cool. Love it. I love hearing Jeremy's feedback and love hearing him discuss albums that may have piqued his interest. It's funny because he rattles off a bunch of really cool albums that he checked out and man, oh man, we've been hearing about how all of these, there were all these albums that were going to drop this year. And, you know, for the most part, you know, things have been light a lot of weeks and last week, I guess, because there was going to be a big surge for Metallica's black album and that, you know, coming back, out with the reissue. I wonder how that's done on the charts. But um, anyway, um, so last week really had had hardly anything going on. This week, there was 40 some odd things that, that were either released or reissued or live stuff. You know, and mostly, it's mostly new stuff, a few EPs here and there. I'm sure Jeremy will give us the rundown for next week. I mean, there's a lot of things that I don't include because there are things that I don't really touch upon. You know, there's some stuff like black metal or some death metal stuff that unless it's like a really big name or, you know, it's sent to me by somebody that I, you know, one of the PR people or one of the labels that I get along with really well. Sure, I'll include that stuff. But then there's other things that are, a little bit more obscure, which, you know, there's a lot of out there. Believe me, I, I get a ton of promos every day. So, you know, I try to do my best to cover what I can. And sure, there are things like today, uh, Candlebox came out. 
Um, I know that there are a lot of people that don't like that band. Um, there are things that they've released that I thought have been really cool. So I cite my list, basically. <laughs> um, not exactly, but, you know, there, there are things that are on there that there's a Doherty album that came out today. I'm not a fan of Doherty at all, but I know that there may be people out there that are. So why not include it? So there you go. Uh, we also featured up there on Patreon this week the album of the week, which is one of the perks for being a patron. It was Ginger's Wallflower, and this was a specific edition. Uh, it's a limited edition colored vinyl, so if you want, you can check that out. Uh, I'm trying to up my game with that as much as possible. I know that people have really liked what I've done with those Album of the Week videos actually got D. Snyder uh, gave me a, a thank you for making last week's his latest album, his latest solo album, Leave a Scar. And that that's kind of cool. I tried to get him on the show, and unfortunately, he's not doing any more shows or he's not doing any more interviews at the moment. So in other words, you know, above your pay grade at this point in time. But kind of sucks. He's the first guy I ever interviewed, and I've tried to you know, get him back all these years later. I was 19 when I interviewed him. We're talking about 1992 um, when I interviewed him. So it's almost been 30 years ago. I don't know, maybe for the 30th anniversary, we'll see what will happen. But anyway, I do thank you guys for joining me and listening to this show. Remember that if you want to check out the live stream, I do it every Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. in the UK. If you're in Europe, it's midnight Friday going into Saturday. And if you're in Australia, in Melbourne, for example, it is 8 a.m. Anyway, thank you for listening. And we're going to hop on into Patrons Pick. Here's Jeremy welcoming with Patrons Pick. Hello, everyone. Another Patrons Pick for you this week. On MarsAttacksRadio.com, Victor M. Ruiz has featured many new albums, 18 new albums, two EPs, three reissues, two live albums, and two compilations. That was last Friday. Uh, there's quite a few new albums of interest this week. There's new albums by Hawkwind and Steve Hackett. Had a quick listen to the Steve Hackett one. There's some interesting guitar work on that. There's uh, quite a decent album by a band called Hawthorne Heights. There is uh, the heavy hip-hop duo Twisted. That was quite an interesting album. Also, Annette Olsen's new album came out. There's a covers album by the UK rock band Inglorious, if you like that sort of thing. Uh, I think it's all female covers, female, female artists that they're covering. There's a pretty uh, decent Frontiers album from Between Worlds featuring Ronnie Munro of Metal Church. Um, that one, the mix wasn't quite right. Patrons have been discussing that um, on um, the Signals from Mars site, on Victor Ruse's site. Um, the vocal sounds a little bit separate from the music, but the music itself is really good. There's also a really, really good album from the Dead Deads. I uh, really enjoyed that one. The music's good on that. And there was also an album uh, out from Andrew WK. But this week's pick is from uh, the Welsh progressive metal band called Hunted. 
Uh, the album is called Deliverers. This is a quartet. Uh, there's a guy called Chris G on vocals, Steve Barberini on guitars, on bass is John Letson, and drummer is Matt Thomas. This sort of brings together, it marries uh, sort of European and American prog metal. It's kind of like with a fall, but I think it's a bit speedier. Uh, I'm not saying whether it's better or worse than with a fall, but I really enjoyed the album. It had some good songs on it, had a, a lot of variation in the songs, and it showed a lot of ability in the songwriting. So this week's patron's pick is Hunted with the album Deliver Us. And there you have it, Jeremy's patron's pick for the week. It's always cool to hear what he chooses, because a lot of times he shocks me. <laughs> I'm literally, I literally listened to that right as I was recording. Sorry, it sounds like I'm beating a, a dead horse here. Um, shout out to User Illusion 1 and 2 for their 30th anniversary, by the way. But I digress. So that was a progressive band. Would have, you know, Jeremy likes a lot of different things, but he doesn't always pick the things you would expect. Remember, melodic death metal a few weeks ago. So uh, definitely, definitely sometimes, uh, definitely something different every time. So that's what makes this segment worthwhile. Anyway, we're going to get into our Judas Priest discussion here. It's a little discombobulated at first. But once we get going, it's real fun. So thanks for listening. Welcome, everyone, to the September 10th edition of the Signals from Mars live stream brought to you by the Mars Attacks podcast and the VMRT vmrit.com my web design uh freelance business so there you guys go uh i am joined today by some of my patrons we are going to be discussing judas priest tonight and uh real quickly before we start the show off um i do want to dedicate this show to uh rocking ron who passed away last week was a uh, good friend to decibel geek podcast and to a lot of other podcasts that are out there. Uh, also want to, as it is officially 9-11 uh, for me and actually for, um, for Johan as well, uh, for someone like myself who actually lived 9-11 in person from about 100 yards away, this day has always been significant to me. Definitely changed the world, changed me definitely. And um, just... Um, you know, I've talked about 9-11 on national uh, radio here in Spain. Um, it was funny because last year uh, a news network reached out and called me and they, um, they didn't want to speak to me. They wanted to speak to my brother. My brother was with me um, because we were picking up computer equipment in New York. And they said to me, it was just the oddest thing. They were like, oh, we don't want to talk to you because... You were only on national radio, and your brother was in a in, on national TV 
and in a national newspaper. I'm like, well, what does it matter? You know, and I told the lady, I said, he's not going to want to talk to you about this. I said, I'm willing. I don't really like talking about it, but I'll do it. And, um, and my brother told him to go scratch, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, I, again, I've, I've always talked about the victims. I don't know anything about conspiracy theories or anything else. I know what I saw. Um, it's something that still lives with me, uh, unfortunately, to this day, and it will until I'm gone, basically. Um, but, uh, yeah, that is it. Uh, anyway, let's get into some music here. Let's talk about some Judas Priest. And um, uh, we have some of my patrons here. Let's see. Brad Dahl is saying he can't get in. Steve Holker is saying he can't get in either. Okay, hold on. Let me try to get these people in here. Yeah, get these yeah, bastards, get these bastards, bastards in here. In here. <laughs> Let's see, Steve. I'm I'm gonna be. I'm sending you the link right now. See these these people in. Uh, I tried to work this out this week, and they said, "Oh no, this link will work. Don't worry about it." <laughs> and apparently, how you doing, Jeremy? Sorry. How you doing, Jeremy? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, you. Yeah. How about you, Johan? Everything good? Um, Everything is good. It's uh, midnight awesome. in Sweden. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you're, you're an hour on from us now. <laughs> you see that? I'm a Cowboys fan. That was bullshit last night. If you're an NFL fan, that was bullshit. <laughs> I'm getting so much shit from my friends because, you know, I'm they're like, everybody else is a Bears fan, but I'm a Cowboys fan. And they're like, oh, Oh, you guys choked last night. I'm like, no, we really didn't. But yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Let's see if uh, we get these guys in here. I know Brad would appreciate the uh, socks, the white socks, you know, logo. Yeah. Brad is, a, Brad is a huge. Uh, Dodgers fan. Well, he likes white too. Johan is a is a big um oh somebody just uh all right. There is all right, so we've got oh, Dodgers Garb and we've got White Sox garb going on. Hi Brad. Hey guys. I'm still getting my poop in a pile here. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see if uh, we can get Steve in here now. I got in here before Steve. Yeah, he's having trouble. I tried to get. Um, I spoke to the streaming company and told them these links go dead after. There he is. All right, Steve Holker is here now. Hi, Steve. Oh, hello. N now that everyone hello. is. Now that everyone is wow. here, we can we can start. All right, let's test that out. So, um, what we're going to do here is we're going to talk Judas Priest, and just like um, every other band discussion that we've done, we're going to talk about basically the album that turned us on to the band, our three favorite tracks off of that album. 
And then we'll do another round um, discussing whether we got to see them live or not. And uh, what we'll do here is we're going to go in order of uh, newest patron to last. Uh, For those that... um, that want to join one of these discussions in the future. It's one of the perks of being a patron. So um, it's easy. Patreon.com forward slash Mars Attacks podcast. And you can join all of us here. So uh, we're going to start off. And also this, this is going to work to uh, this person's advantage because it is late for him. It was late for me too, because we're in the same time zone, but uh, we're going to start with Johan. In Sweden, let's see. All right, Johan. Johan center stage here. And um <laughs> Johan, you've is is there a where point in time for you where you are in Sweden where it's daylight for twenty-four hours a day? His attorney has advised him not to answer that Let's question. Uh, <laughs> Johan, can I you hear me? Not to answer that question. <laughs> oh, let's see. Johan. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, technology. Yeah, technology is amazing. He's, he's, he's on his phone, so I don't know if... Uh, oh, no. he can't hear me. Okay. Um. <laughs> All right. I hear. I thought I was the one who was screwing things up. <laughs> no, no, no. No one's screwing anything up. Um, of course, of course not. <laughs> okay. So while we're waiting for you on, how's everybody doing? Steve, how you doing down there? I'm doing all right. How about yeah. You? Oh, How about doing you? great. I've had like maybe eight hours of sleep I this whole week. Sound. Oh, oh, wait, he's yeah. back. Okay, wait. We can hear him now. I, hear him. I can hear you, or we can hear you. Okay, good for you, but I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, okay. can we do sign signals? Get an interpreter. For um, get an interpreter for the Swedish. <laughs> okay, wait. Let, let me see if I can make this work. Um, Swedish interpreter. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. See you. It's good to good to see. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see you guys, man. And Rob. Yeah, doing fantastic. You know, how about you, Brad? Right. Yeah, yeah. Other than like I said, I'm worn to a frazzle. I, I last night I felt like I was. Uh, like really messed up, and then I just decided to sleep till noon today, and now I feel like a brand new uh, old man. So it's good. Awesome. As long as you don't get any more anal bleaching, you know you're fine. Yeah. No, we're trying to keep things. We're trying to keep things coming in the front door. Not not in the back door. Yeah, I get it. No, 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 nothing. No parking right. in the rear. All right. So this is this is what we're gonna do, Rob. We're gonna go to you first, then. Oh man, it's gotta be be me first. Yeah, we're going in newest, newest to oldest here. So, um, essentially, 
what you need to do is just let us know what your favorite Judas Priest album is. No, no, you said first. Yeah. I, I, come on. What do you mean first? <laughs> you said first Judas Priest album. That's what you said the, when you came around. You said, what was your first Judas Priest album? Did I, or maybe I'm... I haven't had a lot of sleep. Okay, so so anyway. so that would so that would that would be why you would say that. Um, <laughs> and it's always been. What is the album that you know got us into the band? Um, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Which would be okay. the first album usually. Okay, so go ahead, Rob. What is what is the um, album that got you into Priest? Well, it would be Painkiller. It's not my favorite, but, you know, okay. Painkiller was my, you know, introduction. And a buddy of mine was like, you got you to gotta check these guys out. I'm like, yeah, you know, no worries, you know. Because he was always showing me, you know, all the hard rock, heavy metal bands at the time. Because, you know, I was kind of like on that pattern of, you know, Kiss, Aerosmith, what have you. And he was like, you know, check this one out. So, yeah, I will go with Painkiller. Okay. So then what would you consider your favorite Judas Priest album? Firepower. Without okay. a doubt. Okay, Without a cool. Doubt. What are your three favorite songs off of Firepower? Oh, my God. I'm not good with uh, song titles, but I could say song one. Song three and song six. Okay, you know, so, so I, I'm just not, I'm just not a good you know <laughs> person with you know names. I'm just not okay. Song number one is Firepower, the title track. Song number three is Evil Never Dies, and what was the other one? <clears throat> song six. Song six, Children of the Sun. Okay, awesome. Um, let's go. We'll come back around with uh, concert stories. That is, if we've, if any of you guys have seen them, I'm sure. That, well, I know that Jeremy has. I have seen them a few times. Uh, let's see. So the next one in order. Well, let me see if if we can get Johan back. Johan, can you hear us? <laughs> or Johan. Okay. This is going to be a running gag through this. <laughs> yeah. All right, hold on. All right. I'm so sorry for him. Let me see. You look good, Johan. Johan. Okay. Let me. Well, make sure he doesn't have himself uh, muted on the page, too. Because I did that earlier. I was like, oops. Okay, we so, love you, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Um, <laughs> uh, there you go. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, Rob, Rob to the rescue. (laughs) 
has that effect on people. <laughs> there he is. Are you there? No, I guess he can't hear. Anyway, let's let's just go with this. Okay. Um <laughs> Oh, for Johan. <laughs> hey, okay. Yeah, toast to Johan. It would be great if I could type the correct question. And <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. here's now, Johan. What are you wearing? <laughs> We're gonna have to switch from from uh, from unmuting Johan to muting Brad so we can. <laughs> or we're gonna or we're gonna have to switch to TikTok, you know, something. <laughs> yeah. Now you know what it's like to work with me. This show's gonna need a lot of editing, Victor. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, we're trying to make this easy for you, Victor. <laughs> All right. Okay, you can hear me. Too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I can't hear yeah. You. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Johan. 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 My first. Uh, Welcome back, Jewish buddy. Priest uh, was. Uh, I bought this, uh, a record on, you know, a budget price, the best off record. Uh, I bought it for like uh, 30 Swedish crowns, which is three euros. And it had, you know, the rip by Victor No Changes, Rockerola, and all that songs. Uh, and I didn't like it so much uh, because it was too soft for me back then. Uh, and then I uh, bought, I heard British Steel, which was... One of the best records I've ever heard. I was young, and songs like Rapid Fire and uh, Breaking the Law was groundbreaking for me. Uh, that was around 1982 or 83, I heard it. Then I bought Defenders of the Faith, and the rest is history. And Defenders of the Faith is my absolute favorite Judas Priest record. Back okay. to you guys. I will try to, to get this to get in, get this started it need, it muted when i tried to charge my phone ah uh, sorry no problem okay let me get the other questions out to him what are your three favorite songs off of fenders Oh, my three best songs from Defenders. Uh, the Sentinel, Free Will Burning, and... Today, perhaps, Jawbreaker, Back Then, Love Bites. The whole record is uh, 10 out of 10. It's a perfect heavy metal record. Uh, I still love it to this day. Wow. I'd, I'd vote for The Sentinel, too. That's a great song. Yeah, got to see them play that live. Um, uh, what, on the Epitaph tour, I think they played the Sentinel? It was either the Sentinel or Love Bites, I forget, but it was cool to hear it live. You know, I didn't expect that, and that's one of those, you know, hidden 
classics per se, or, you know, one of those um, albums that you didn't, or one of those tracks you don't normally hear on the radio. So it's cool to hear that. Uh, let's see. So next in line is, is a guy here that we actually have to coax him to talk because usually is quiet. Mr. Brad Dahl. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be Steve. <laughs> <laughs> all right well hey um yeah mine mine i got a little story with it so i'll try not to I'm, I'm surprised uh, yeah i know surprised you have a story let's go <laughs> there's always always so a story so i was at a urinal and rob <laughs> yeah. alfred is next to me and i'm like you're right yeah, yeah. i can tell you the story about the guy who ate the urinal cake but i will pass on that right oh. now oh. yeah so, his breath so was he. majestic uh <laughs> <laughs> so in the in the seventies, okay, that that's when I that's when I got into the picture. Here it was uh, way way back in the seventies, and a buddy of mine, uh, CEO Dave's listening. By the way, he's uh, digging this so far. So awesome. uh, the the guy that I um, was playing in a band with in the mid seventies, his name's Ralph Johnson, guitar player, fantastic guitar player, and he went on a, a Mormon mission in England. So he was over there in in, uh, in England. Don't know where he, where he was, Jeremy. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, but uh, but he was somewhere over there, and so he would write me letters, and he would tell me what's you know going on musically over there. And he wrote me a letter, and he said, "You have to find something by this band called Judas Priest." So I went down to the record store. They only had one thing, and that was Sin After Sin. So of course I bought it. Went home, dropped the needle, and it starts off with the sinner. You know. With the, I think it's KK coming in there with the you know, and I'm like, what the what the hell is this? You know, it was it was so different, but uh, it, it it yeah, it was very 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 cool, and uh, so yeah, I, I I listened to that album a lot, uh, an awful lot, and and that's what sold me on the band. Uh, went back from there, I finally found somebody had uh, what was the the previous one with Victim of Changes. Um, come on, help me out, Victor. You know the names Sad, of everything. Sad, Sad Wings of Destiny. Sad Wings of Destiny. Thank you. Yeah, see, again, no sleep and being old. Not a good combo. And, uh, yeah, so I got that. And, of course, there's a lot of weird stuff on there. But even uh, um, Sin After Sin, there's some kind of oddball songs on there. And the funny thing is, at first, I thought they had two singers. Because, you know, like Rob will sing in that lower register and then the, the higher one. And it kind of sounds almost like two different guys. And I thought, wow, they got two, two different singers. That's kind of weird. Uh, but then I uh, found out later when I saw them that, no, it's just it's just one guy. And uh, that was uh, stained class uh, the first time I saw. Well, well wait, we're, I'm getting jumping ahead because we haven't got to that, right? We haven't got to that yet. Okay. All right. So favorite songs off of um, Sin After Sin. Um, the, the second song, Starbreaker. I still have no idea who Starbreaker is, but I love that song. I love the drums on it, which, by the way, that's the first time I've ever heard of Simon Phillips. I think he was a teenager when he uh, did that album. And uh, the drumming on that is just I, I nobody play. I'd never heard anybody play like that before. All the all the double bass stuff that he was doing. Um, yeah, Victor, you can maybe, uh, you know, speak to that as a drummer. But uh, yeah, he, his just his drumming was just so precise and uh, it was just it, it was incredible. So, yeah. So. Um, Starbreaker, uh, call. Let's see. Call for the priest. I'm dying. Um, what was that song? Uh, God, I can't even remember the names of the songs. Um, yeah, call for uh, the priest. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's the song? It's, that's kind of the intro. It's also let us pray. Song. Call for the let us pray. Yeah, let us pray. Oh God, that's a killer song. And then what was the song right before? Is that the one before it or after that? Um, um, the song before it is on the other side. Let us okay. pray. Oh. Call for the priest. Okay. Oh, right. So what's right after call for the uh, raw deal? Raw deal? No, what's after that? That's kind of the intro, too. What's the... <laughs> you thinking of Dissident Aggressor? Dissident Aggressor. Oh, Dissident Aggressor. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Dissident Aggressor. The drums on that are unbelievable. Um, yeah, what a great, what a great, great song. So, uh, yeah, those are my three favorite songs off of there. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we only had to name half of the album for Brad to figure that one out. <laughs> That's all right. Next, no, no, no. The next one after that. <laughs> it's a good thing you're prepared. I, I swear I was going to be prepared for this and well there you go that's what I get for swearing no, I'll just drink now <laughs> um, next up is Mr. Jeremy Weltman who unlike the rest of the class came prepared because <laughs> look at yeah, that he's, he's got, got the shirt. He's... behind him got the Mars Attacks t-shirt he has a Screaming for Vengeance mug somewhere. He's got a picture disc of uh, British Steel. Or should I say British? Given how Rob says, rolls his R's. The mug, see that? Well, we all can't be kick-ass, so. <laughs> what a great British band, man. What a great British band. <laughs> so, Hello. yeah. Jeremy, your turn. So when was the first time you heard Priest? Yeah, the first time was really on a, a program called Top of the Pops, which I've probably mentioned before. Um, this was on a Thursday night here in the UK. It was 1980. Uh, I was uh, 13 years old, very impressionable uh, teenager at the time. And there was a lot of metal coming out. As you know, I made in Saxon, all the, all the bands coming out in that year. And Living After Midnight was on top of the pots. And I saw this band for the first time, and I was hooked immediately. I mean, what a song. I mean, it's, over, it's overplayed now, but it's, um, you know, it was incredible at the time. Uh, and just to see Rob and, and KK and Glenn Tipton playing this, um, just amazing. And, and then ever since then, I just loved the band. Uh, I love British Steel, and I, I loved most of what they did after that, and and went back and listened to some of the older stuff. Um, just incredible. Um, so for you, what would your favorite album be? Well, that was a that was a really tricky one because um, I actually like a lot of their albums, and I, I I like a lot of songs on albums. You know, so there's some albums where I don't like all the songs, but the, you know, I like a, a lot of them. Uh, and I had to sort of narrow it down as much as possible. And then I, I sort of went down to British Steel. I got down to uh, Sad Wings of Destiny, um, which I really play a lot, actually. Um, and I nearly picked that this week. But I was um, I actually was in the bath last night listening to um, Screaming for Vengeance. And I realized that when I first heard Screaming for Vengeance, I realized what, what a, an, an amazing album it is. And for me... At the time, and, and the age I was, and, and the songs on it, that, that for me is just about pips it. Cool. So, Screaming for Vengeance, uh, definitely a, a great album. Um, I would say that, oh, and actually, uh, being that it's Screaming for Vengeance, what are your three favorites off of that? 
Yeah, well, I mean, initially, immediately, the Helion and Electric Eye, I mean, it's, it's not really two songs, it's one song, as we know. Um, it's sort of, you know, it's the intro and, and that song. And, and that, I would say that's the, my favourite song of all time. I, I never tire of playing that. I could play it today, I could play it tomorrow, I could play it the day after. Every single day in my life, I could play that song. And it's just amazing. And then, um, obviously, the title track as well. Um, and then after that, you know, I like all of the album. I mean, I like Riding on the Wind. I like Bloodstone. I like Take These Chains. Uh, if I had to choose between them, um, maybe Riding on the Wind. But, you know, I'm sort of indifferent between the third track, really. Okay. Jeremy cheating on us, picking uh, multiple songs to make it one elongated song. Here. But Brad kind of did the same thing too. So Brad, you said hey, no, no, no. They they combine them and they kind of did the Black Sabbath thing, you know, where they had the kind of different names for for parts of the song. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The old the old Black Sabbath. Uh, yeah. But I got to tell you, one thing that bothers me about Priest is that whenever they play Electric Eye, they never play the helion or whatever it is the helion they never play that they always play a tape of it yeah the helion thank you they always play a tape of it rather than play it live it's like geez dude play it live i think when halford uh and his solo band played it they played it live and it's it is so cool it's so badass i mean i've i've played it with a band you get both guitars and the harmony stuff going on there oh god it's 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 great i'll i'll tell you why the halford band did that song live because they were good uh, because they couldn't license <laughs> how about Sorry. because they could they didn't they couldn't or didn't want to license it <clears throat> fair enough it's all about money everything's about money damn it <laughs> there you go um jeremy one last thing um last week i did my poor attempt at a um at an english accent now you uh. said poor more broomy accent, if I'm not mistaken, which refers to people from uh, yeah. Birmingham. Yeah. What would a proper Birmingham accent sound like? Well, if you're from Birmingham, you speak like that. You know, you speak a bit like Aussie and a bit like Black Sabbath and all that sort of stuff going on. That's a proper Birmingham accent, mate. You, you, know, you know, it's funny. That's awesome. That that was that was great. Um, what's What's funny is when we, uh, of, of course, now after speaking to Jeremy, because I posted, uh, I posted something by the band Monument, whose singer used to be uh, in White Wizard. And he's originally from Greece. And Jeremy right away pointed out, he goes, that's not a British accent. That's, you know, that's something else mixed with it. So last week, was it last week? No, two weeks ago when I talked to uh, Nick from Ugly Kings. Uh, my my first thought was, damn you, Jeremy. Now I'm trying to figure out where his accent is from <laughs> because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't your typical Australian accent. And then he copped to the fact that he's actually from France. So that was you know, kind of like me when I speak Spanish. People can't um, exactly put a finger on where I'm from because it's a mixture of an American accent and, an, and a Spanish accent. But it isn't your typical American accent in Spanish. So. There you go. Anyway, um, Steve, we we are at the uh, last in line here. The the yeah. first uh, patron. So you are the the last in round one here. So, what is your uh, first recollection of Judas Priest? 
you might want to get the prices right failhorn at the ready. I can I can do that actually. Hold on. All right. That's not the right one. I kind, of, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like we're doing a university challenge, and we're the young ones. There we go. There you go. I knew I had it. Go ahead. So, I would have to say the the first time I heard him was MTV. Okay, no problem. Um, and I can't even tell you a favorite album by them. I just kind of know songs. Okay. But uh, I like the hits. <laughs> with, with, with MTV, can can you recall like what what was the first song you you saw or first video that you saw by the band? I'm guessing Breaking the Law. Okay. Or you got another thing coming? Okay. So it was probably like what, like a headbangers ball type thing where they were yeah. playing it? Yeah. Okay. So I mean you're if if you were to rattle off, you're saying you just know the hits. If you were to rattle off um th- your three favorite tracks by the band, what would they be? Uh oddly enough, Heart of a Lion, which I know that's technically a deep cut. <laughs> right. But I actually heard them that song first from Racer X. Right. Me too. And then then uh, looking through the liner notes, I saw that it was a Judas Priest song. And since I wasn't a big fan, I just assumed that, okay, it's, it's one of their songs that I just don't know. Right. So, but I've always really liked that song. And then after it was years later that I found out that it was like a B-side or unreleased or something right. weird like that. Um, and then I would say Painkiller is another favorite. Mm-hmm. And probably unpopular opinion, but Jugulator. Okay. The track? Yeah. Jugulator? And I like the album, too. Okay. Or what I've heard from it, but uh, definitely the title track. You could have you stirred the shit up just by saying that uh, Jugulator was your favorite Priest album. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, what he would have... If anybody would have said Nostradamus is their favorite album, <laughs> I would kill myself. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad I didn't say that then. Yeah, that is the worst album in history. Who the fuck? Wow, that album. Wow. Well, I, I couldn't even tell you a song off of it. Well, I, I have it too. I actually like a lot of it, but anyway, I, I, I'm not going to say it's my favorite. But I like. I I will say that I've never seen people rush to the bathroom faster <laughs> than when Priest played songs off of Nostradamus, and they did it on two tours. I saw them on the Nostradamus tour. Actually, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I'll, I'll come back to that because that's that's kind of round two. But uh, for me, all right. Uh, I'll, I'm actually going to be the last one in round one, Steve. See, so you're not right, last. Okay. I'm going I, out with a bang then. I, I always, I always tell my wife, um, I was, uh, I should have been named after a, a Dio album, Last in Line here. So, um, uh, here we go. Um, Johan mentioned one of my favorite albums, which is Defenders. Um, Jeremy mentioned one of my favorites, which is Screaming for Vengeance. Um, I love a lot of their stuff and, and this is something that I don't know why I didn't remember this when me and Brad were talking weeks ago, but Priest is a band that I also got into later. Like I like their radio hits because, you know, this is something that I wrote about today, how I feel that Metallica's black album 
helped open up radio in America for a lot of hard rock and, and metal to start to get played on regular terrestrial radio. Because before that, you know, think about it, at least where I was in, in the New York area, if you heard Judas Priest, it was living after midnight. And that was it until the early 90s. Uh, maybe some heads are going to roll when that came out. And that was it. You didn't hear much more of that. Um, so, I mean, Priest really didn't get on the radio until late at night. And people like Eddie Trunk would play Sinner and would play Beyond uh, the Realm of Death and um, uh, Diamonds and Rust and, you know, a lot of different things that never ended up on regular radio. I mean, I remember as a kid, the station that I would listen to from New York, WNEW, you would have to be up after 10 p.m. to hear stuff like the Sentinel or, or Love Bites. And you would hear those songs once a week. And that was it. I mean, that was that, that, that was all you got. Um, I will say, and I know I just mentioned Jugulator a, a second ago, but Demolition is actually one of my favorite albums by the band as well. I know that that isn't popular because it was from the Ripper era, but I feel that there are tracks off of Demolition that had Rob Halford have sung that a lot of people would have, you know, considered them classics. Uh, it always bums me out that he doesn't he doesn't sing any of those songs live. You know, stuff like they talked about doing Hell Is Home, which is a really cool song, but have never done that. And then I think not the first single off of that, but the two. Other singles that they released after were, were kind of cool, which were, which are one-on-one um, -on -one and feed on me. But the album that really got me into Priest and made me go back and dig into the band is Painkiller. Uh, just because of, you know, my age that came out in, uh, let me just make sure I got the right year here, 90... Oh, 1990. Wow. I thought this came out. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. So I had a friend who for my birthday couldn't afford to buy me anything. So he, he said, he said that to me, he goes, I can't afford to buy you anything, but here's a 90 minute cassette. One side is painkiller by Judas priest. And the other side is no prayer for the dying by iron maiden. So, um, so that album is the one that got me, you know, really into the band and it made me go back and really appreciate them. And the thing is, one of the reasons why I couldn't get into the band was that I thought that Rob Halford at the time was very braggadocious. He would come out and he would be on MTV and he would say, there's no other metal band that's as good as us. And we've got the best live show ever. And, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, what's he talking about, man? I love Maiden and I love Kiss. Priest isn't as good as them. And now with your, you know, with your silly comments, I'm not getting into you. So it was just one of these dumb things that once I went and finally, you know, listened to the band, I realized how good of a band they are. Not good, how great of a band they are, how quintessential they are. And to me, I know a lot of people don't think this is, a, uh, don't agree with me, but to me, Priest is the first metal band. Before Black Sabbath, because Black Sabbath has always said, we're not a metal band. We're a loud rock band. We're a heavy rock band. So they've never liked that association. Priest has always said, bring it on. We're a heavy metal band. And they took a lot of the blues out 
poured gasoline on it. And to me, they were the first band to really, truly put out a heavy metal album. In any event, to me, my three favorite songs off of Painkiller are Hell Patrol, Between the Hammer and the Anvil, and One Shot at Glory. Those, to me, are, are I mean, my, my favorite um, songs off of, off of Painkiller. I mean, the entire album is just stacked front to bottom. And, I mean, a lot of the albums that we've mentioned, again, Defenders, um, Screaming for Vengeance, to me... And even Firepower. I think those four albums, to me, are by far my, my favorites out of the entire catalog. But um, anyway, let's, let's move on to uh, round two here and talk about some live shows. Johan, you gave me the thumbs up, so I guess that means you can hear us, correct? That is correct. I restarted the program. Awesome. So, Johan, have you seen Judas Priest in concert? Uh, yes, I have. I have seen them a couple of times. I have seen them on the Ram It Down tour. Okay. Uh, and then Painkiller. And uh, then the reunion tour with Rob Halkjack when Rob came back. And then after that, perhaps three or four times. So I have seen, I have seen them a couple of times. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, the best was... I think Ram It Down and Firepower. Ram It Down because it was my first. I had front row, you know, uh, I was young and, uh, and Firepower was uh, really good as well because the times before they seemed tired, but with the new guitar, right? Richie, Rich, is his name Richie? Yeah, Richie, and then the other one is uh, Andy Sneep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Andy Sneep and Richie, yeah. It was a better band, and Rob was singing better, and uh, yeah. And Scott Travis seemed more happy. <laughs> you always want to keep the drummer happy. Yeah. Um, so especially that band who's had, you know, obviously they had Dave Holland for a while, but um, Brad mentioned... Um, Simon Phillips before they had such a revolving door of drummers for such a long time until they hit on Dave Holland and then switched over to uh, Scott Travis and two drummers that are completely different. Brad, you mentioned Scott again. I'm sorry, Simon Phillips. I don't know why I keep saying Scott Phillips, um, but that's um, his brother. That's his brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, um, Scott Travis is more of like a metal drummer where I know Simon Phillips can play a lot of different things, but definitely he's been able to incorporate a lot of the things that, you know, some of the double bass players that they had were doing that Dave Holland didn't do. I mean, I didn't understand why Dave was in the band so long and supposedly a lot of the double bass stuff on the albums were just drum machines because they knew he couldn't play the stuff. So you think about that, you know, the, the, the string of albums from Defenders all the way up to Ram It Down where they had double bass on certain songs and it obviously wasn't Dave Holland playing. So just kind of weird. Yeah, um, I, saw him, I, I saw him on the Unleashed tour and that was the first uh, tour with Dave Holland. So before he actually recorded an album with them. And so they're playing all that old stuff and he couldn't do it. 
he really couldn't do it. I mean, it was bad. It was just like, what the hell? Why? I mean, you you would think they could have had anybody they want playing drums. Right. And I have, I kind of have a theory about that. As I heard, of course, British Steel, um, you know, it, it, he worked totally great on that album. I, but it kind of I kind of felt like they wanted, you know, maybe the drummer was kind of, you know, taking a little bit of the spotlight away from the the three guys out front. You know, I think they wanted a drummer that wasn't as flashy as Les Binks because Les right. Binks was, man, he could play his ass off. Let me tell you. But yeah, Dave Holland, man, he just sat in the back. You never really knew he was there. Him and him and Ian, you never knew who they were there. I, I was I was going to say Dave Holland is is the uh, Ian Hill of drummers. <laughs> but um, OK, I see that uh, Rob is back. Rob is next here in line. Uh, Rob, have you ever seen Priest live? No. What? What? <laughs> what? Have Have you seen him? <laughs> Who, who's screaming at me? <laughs> <laughs> have, have you Have you seen them at least live on TV? How about that? <laughs> well, of course, I've seen them live on TV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But no, so, man. Someone's like, what? What? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm driving to St. Louis. I'm taking you to a concert, dude. <laughs> yeah, come pick me up. I, I will eventually. <laughs> but no, I've never seen him live. You know, it, it wasn't one of those where it's like, you know, no Judas Priest, dude. You know, I can't go. It, it was just one of those where it never aligned right. So, um, but yeah, have I seen him on TV? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, I I got to see ACDC live once, and I never got to see Phil Rudd. I only got to see him on TV. So, uh, there so, you go. So- there you go. So whoever's yelling at me, shut up. <laughs> you, can, you can you can thank Brad for that. Um, yeah. He's like, shut it, shut it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's 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 move back over to um, Jeremy. Jeremy, you just saw them live at Bloodstock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the fifth time. <laughs> fifth time I've seen Priest. Um, yeah, so I saw them at Bloodstock. I'll come back to that in a, in a second. The first time I saw them was in 2005. Um, I saw them at Manchester Apollo with the Scorpions supporting. Supposedly okay. supporting, but it was a, obviously a, a double headliner. Uh, and that was really good because it was uh, KK and, and Glenn. Um, really good show, that one. And then I saw them in 2011 at the High Voltage Festival in uh, Victoria Park in London. And just to give you an impression of, of what they were dealing with on that day, um, they were headlining. They followed Slash. They followed Thin Lizzy. They followed Queensryche with Jeff Tate. Uh, they followed Rival Sons and Skin. Um, so it was, a, it was an incredible bill that day. The, the sun was beating down. It was a really good show. Um, and they came out and they, and they really blasted it out. And it, it, was, it was brilliant. Really, really enjoyed that one. Uh, and then I saw them again in 2015 at Manchester Apollo. Uh, that was the week after the Bataclan terrorist incident. So mm. there was a lot of checking of people outside and uh, it was slow to get in, but that was a, that was a good show. And, and also in the same year, 
um, I saw them at download. Uh, and then just saw them um, very recently at the at Bloodstock Festival on the Sunday. Uh, I was quite disappointed with that one, to be honest. Um, I think that they're just about reaching their peak. They're a bit past their prime. Uh, I think Rob is looking extremely old. Uh, he can sing well, um, but he's looking now as if he, you know, he's struggling a bit to even walk around the stage, to be, to be fair. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's an old man. Um, and, um, you know, I've seen, I've seen the band in their prime. And they were they were fantastic in the prime. Uh, to, the other thing uh, to say is that I don't think that Andy Steep is really hitting it off with Richie. I mean, he's great. You know, he's a, he's a good guitarist. Um, he's filling in, uh, but it's not the same as watching Glenn and, and KK together. I know Glenn and KK have fallen out in the past, and you know they, they weren't the best of friends. But on stage, they were you know supreme double act. And um, it's it's a different thing when you watch him now. Okay. Um, yeah, that's interesting because you know they they keep saying um, that Andy is is temporary, you know. But I don't know yeah. if they're ever gonna, you know, bring someone back. I, I think we all kind of thought that, you know, once we saw KK resurface a year ago i think a lot of people were saying okay well maybe this is a precursor to him coming back but i don't yeah. think we're ever going to see kk back in priest no i mean it's it's a it's a huge saga that's been going on backwards and forwards there's all this talk about the you know the, the first letter he sent of resignation then he sent the second letter where he really had a go at the band um so it sounds as if uh, you know they they're not going to ever have him back he wants to get back, and we know that you know he's he's producing a, a lot of priest-type music now, and we're we're looking forward to his new album. Um, it's it's a sad, it's it's quite sad in a way because you know I'd really like to see him back in the band, um, but uh, it's not going to happen. And uh, what priest is now, we're going to have to accept. We're going to have to accept this with many bands. You know, they they get older, they're going to change a lot. Um, you know, they played through. They played a lot of the hits. Obviously, at Bloodstock, they played a few songs that they don't normally play. Uh, they started off with "One Shot of Glory," which you just mentioned before. Um, I didn't think that was a great opener, to be honest. I think that that would have been a good song to put in the middle of the set. But why didn't they play? Uh, you know, "Electric Eye." Why didn't they play um, "Judas Judas Rising" as the first song? You know, really get the crowd going with something really in your face. Uh, it was a very wishy-washy start. Um, and then they just sort of played through all the hits and it was all really well done. But um, there's something a bit missing from them now. And I think it's, um, you know, it, that's, that's what happens with a band that's been going for so long. But I will be looking forward to, obviously, new music from them. Cool. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll give you my theory on, on that in, in a little bit. Um, Steve, mm -hmm. have you ever seen Priest live before? I have. I saw him at uh, Ozfest. Oh, you saw him at Ozfest. Okay. Yeah. One at PNC. Okay. So you didn't get to see Halford actually sing for Sabbath then? Nope. Okay. Because <laughs> that was at the Camden show. Okay. No. Yeah, that was, that was either the show before or the show after. I forget. But anyway, so what was it like for you to see them on Ozfest? Uh, it was cool. They were good. Uh, I, 
honestly, I couldn't even tell you the song they played. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's horrible. But um, my my best friend was really into Priest, and they were on the bill, so that's why I, that was one of the main reasons we went to the show. Or I, that he I, went to the show. I was going to go anyway, but he was like, oh, I want to see Priest. Cool. So uh, I'll say that Steve did request this before, so. <laughs> Steve, we love you just the same. So <laughs> let it be known I didn't vote for Priest. <laughs> let, let it be known that, that we voted. We did what? Priest, Twisted Sister, Metallica. And I don't remember what the fourth one was. Um, was it Dio? Right? May have been Dio. Yeah. What I have to do next time is just leave it open. Have you guys vote and uh, or have someone Ooh. else suggest, and then uh, we'll see what comes out of that. Because maybe I'm just thinking within within the same box. So time to make my burner Patreon accounts. The, the, there you go. <laughs> if if I all of a sudden see that uh, there there are six T-shirts going to the same location, I'll, you know, in in uh, Roxbury, New Jersey, I'll I'll know who it is. I'll change it to Estonia. There you go. I'll I'll change it to Estonia. You, you'll want the uh, limited edition Sons of Estonia T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, by the way, wearing my Mars. Yeah. Well. Awesome. I, I appreciate you wearing it. Jeremy also has his above his uh, there shoulder there. Jer- Jeremy isn't wearing his because he's going to wait uh, to sell it on eBay in a few years. That's no why, when it, you know, when no it's way. actually worth something, he's, he's going to sell it. So <laughs> I'm actually um, going to wear mine tomorrow live uh, when I'm uh, playing a show tomorrow. So I'm going to oh, wear wow. it there. So yeah, go. everybody, everybody in Penguin will be going. What the hell is that? Well, that's a good thing. That means that they'll check it out and try to figure out what so. it is. That's right. I hope so, man. Yeah. So I've gotten to see Priest twice. I've gotten to see them during the Nostradamus tour, uh, where we drove what like three hours to see them. We got to see them. Uh, um, for Jeremy and for Johan. Uh, Johan, we actually spoke about this team the other day. They played at the, uh, there, there's where uh, uh, Real Sociedad, Real Sociedad, or however you say it in English, uh, where Isak, who's uh, a Swedish player, uh, plays. And um, right next to that, they have uh, they have a whole big sporting complex the team has. And um, Priest played at a velodrome there. It was Priest, Megadeth, and Testament. And they called it the Priest Feast. And this was for the Nostradamus tour. And like I said, they played uh, the title track. They played Doom. And they played two other songs. I don't remember right now. Because man the floor open up when they played those songs. <laughs> I mean, people, it seemed like they ran to the bathrooms or to the bar. It was just amazing. I've never seen that before. Um, Then I got to see them on the Epitaph tour uh, about 40 minutes away outside of Bilbao, Spain. And um, that was Richie Faulkner's first tour. And it was great. It was, you know, a hits package. And they decided to play Doom off of Nostradamus again. And once again, people just 
it just as soon as Rob Halford said, we're going to play Doom off of Nostradamus, there were just lines of people leaving. Like, if you wanted to go front row, that was your time. Because so many people left that there was space everywhere for, for you to get up there. Um, Jeremy, I understand what you're saying about the band. The biggest problem or the person you can blame for Priest Live is Ozzy Osbourne because Ozzy Osbourne got into Rob Halford's head right around the time he came back to the band. And he had a, a conversation with Rob and told him, how do you sing all those songs live without forgetting the lyrics? And Rob said to him, what do you mean? And Ozzy said, yeah, I have teleprompters all over the stage because I forget the lyrics all the time. Yeah. 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 Uh, just to come in there, the first time that I saw them uh, in 2005, uh, Rob was looking down through the whole show, yes. looking down at his feet. And I looked at the band and I thought, what is going on? Why is he not looking at the audience? It was, uh, it was incredible. Yeah. And people have said, no, it's because his back. It's not his back. He's got fucking five teleprompters on the stage. So he sits mm. there and he just looks down at the, the teleprompters mm. because, because he started to think, Oh my God, I'm going to forget the lyrics. How can you forget the lyrics to breaking the law? Oh my God. I, I only repeated it seven times instead of nine times. Oh, I'm going to piss people off. Are you kidding me? Mm. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, that to me, if you look at the old footage, like the old um, 82 show that they put out on DVD, a few years back, you see him like just dancing all over the stage and doing all this stuff. He's got the crowd in the palm of his hands. And then you look at anything post him coming back and he's just static most of the time because he's reading the lyrics. It's just, mm. it's just not the same. It's cool that you're seeing Jesus priest live. It's cool to hear him. But as, as you're saying, Jeremy, you couple that with, you know, his age and, and, and whatnot. And it just, mm. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I get it. They, they need to, they need to continue to pay their bills, <laughs> but I think that priest has a, a big enough following that if they were to release, you know, another album, if they were to release live albums from, you know, throughout their career or even just do shorter tours, you know, I keep saying this about kiss, but, um, you know, these bands don't need to still be playing a hundred dates a year. Yeah. You know, especially Rob, because that weighs on his voice and we all get it. They're, they're getting older. They're, you know, um, I mean, I have no issue with them using the name without Glenn or with KK there. I mean, they have the, the license and they have the right to do it. I mean, I've always said this, what are they supposed to do? Stop and start painting houses. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. The Judas priest brand name is just so important. And so, um, and, and just so heavy a load. And so legendary that you can't just say, ah, eh, I'm just going to toss it aside because the name Halford, the name fight or anything else isn't going to equate to the same thing. I mean, I get it. Why KK named his band KK's priest because you know, the connection is there, but um, yeah. So, so we'll see Brad, you're raising your hand. Let's see. 
I really got to go to the toilet. No. <laughs> okay. That was my uh, university challenge gag there. Um, hey, uh, I didn't get to tell my story about the first time I saw him. You you said you got to see them on the Unleashed in the East tour with uh, Dave. Well, I did, yeah, but that's not the first time I saw him. So Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, right. Okay. Well, I'm supposed to yeah, be a mind reader now. now. We were talking about drummers there. Okay. So, okay. yeah. So, okay. So, first time I saw him was on Stained Class tour. Uh, Stained Class, by the way, is my favorite Priest album. Uh, I love the, the sound of it is unbelievable. I love the drum sound on it. I think every song is just incredible. It's, it, yeah, Exciter. I mean, come on. How can you how can you get better than that? Okay, so I saw him at the Whiskey, okay, okay in all in Hollywood on the Stained Class tour, and it was a, they were doing two shows a night, and I believe I saw them on the later show, and it, you know it's not a very big place, it's really tiny, and the stage isn't really big, so they had them all jammed on there. Les Binks's drums, of course, took up most of the stage. Uh, they came out, and Rob, this is pre Leather Rob, okay. He was wearing blue jeans and a white T-shirt. He walks out, grabs a mic, and put his head down and sang. I mean, they opened with Exciter. Sing his ass off. I mean, unbelievable. Hit every note just perfectly. But the funny thing was is that when it come to, like, time for a lead, he would just drop the mic. He, would, he, would do, he was the original mic dropper. He would drop the mic on the stage and walk off. And he would just walk off. And then he'd come right back on, pick up the mic, and sing more. He hardly even talked to the audience or anything, but he nailed it all night long. He was just killing it. So fast forward to the second time I saw him, uh, which is on the Hellbent for Leather Tour. I saw him at the Starwood that time, which, again, is not a very big place. Uh, very cool. Les Binks, again, very cool. And all of a sudden, Rob walks out and he's wearing this leather. I mean, just totally leather biker dot. He had the, you know, the mirrored glasses, uh, the aviator glasses, and uh, had the hat on. He had the whip. He had everything. And I'm like, holy crap, what happened to this guy? And he was a totally different person. He was so animated. He was running around the stage. He was going nuts. Somebody threw a rose up on the stage and he grabbed it and he bit the flower part of it off. And then he spit the petals out over the audience. It was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen at that point in my life. I think it was like 78. I was like, man, whatever happened to this guy? Well done. And he was still singing great. <laughs> But great story. Uh, this is my spinal tap moment from that show. You know how Ian Hill never moves, right? He stays right. in one place. Well, there's a reason for that. Uh, at the end, of, near the end of that show, he decided he was going to move. And he stepped on his cord to his base and unplugged it. <laughs> and then he was totally flustered. And so he acted like there was something wrong with his base. And he walked behind the amp and he got his backup base, which instead of the Fender that he normally plays was a Gibson. EV3 like I had. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. He, he plugs that in, of course, making lots of noise doing it and finish the song. But uh, that's why Ian Hill never moves. I mean, that was the last time I've ever seen him move on stage. <laughs> so, but I mean, talk about that band going through phases, though. I mean, from the first time I saw him where it was just about just come out and just play your ass off. And then the next time was more about, hey, we're going to like get involved with the audience, do a show. And then the next time I saw him was after, you know, was at the Santa Monica Civic, which is a much bigger place. And that was on the Unleashed tour. And uh, they were good. They were really good. But it was just the drumming was very disappointing. I mean, Dave Holland. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Watching him try to play a uh, sinner was just un oh, it was embarrassing. <laughs> well, 
That that's a good point. Priest has been a band that has always evolved too. You know, a lot of people point out Turbo and Ram It Down as oh, you know, they did too much of this. Priest was always evolving. If you listen to, you know, the early albums, sound nothing like British Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, Defender, well, not even Defenders. Um, what was the album? Go to, go to point of point of entry. What point a weird entry. album that was. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally different. And they had the British Steel was huge. They could have done British Steel too, but mm-hmm. they went in a completely different direction with with uh, point of entry, and it yeah. wasn't as big. They came back with Screaming for Vengeance, which is the album that solidified them in America, basically. Defend- yep. Defenders did more of that. And then each I, feel like, I feel like those two albums are kind of like part one and part two. Defenders really, screaming for vengeance. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They yeah. kind of they're they're like a continuation of the same theme. Right. And then I've, they went I've back always, to getting weird again. Right. No, but uh, well, and and I don't I don't think that that any out. I mean, okay, Nostradamus being the only one in my opinion, <laughs> but I don't think that any album like absolutely sucks as much as, you know, even when Rob came back, I think angel of retribution, you know, Judas is rising is a classic, but I don't think any other track off of that album lives up to that song. You know, the other songs are just kind of like copying other errors of Judas priest, a redeemer of souls. To me, the production is just so bad um, yeah. that, that yeah. even, even the yeah. songs are, even 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 though that the songs are um are okay they just don't sound good you know and that's why i think with firepower having andy sneep working it having tom allen come back and working with them it gave them the right sound it gave them direction so when again when a band like maiden feels that they don't need a producer i think priest proves so many bands wrong that you know bands should have an outside ear listening in and saying yeah you could do this a little better you could do that but anyway i digress um since most everyone from the chat is online with us today i do want to say hello to uh my brother who just joined us um let's uh let's let's do one final round here of uh some some parting um uh, ideas or whatever. Uh, Johan, let me go back to you since it is the latest for, for you. Uh, and we're going to wrap this up shortly. Um, final thoughts on priest. Do you feel that um, they deserve all of the notoriety that they've gotten all these years? Notoriety. Um, in another word. F- fame. Oh, of course. Uh, why shouldn't the, the song? They have made so many good songs. It's uh, <laughs> you know, for me, it's uh, I don't know how to say it. I love almost every Judas Priest album very much. So, and here in Sweden, they are still big. They play big hockey arenas. So, for sure, they deserve it. Perhaps. As Jeremy was saying, they they are not so good live anymore. But 
they deserve every fame and penny and dollar that they ever made. They are one of the top three heavy metal acts in history, if you, can, if you mean classic heavy metal. Uh, absolutely one of my favorite bands. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, and since you always like to promote Swedish bands, what Swedish bands should people be checking out right now that maybe they don't know of? Ooh, they don't know but, but why not Horndal there you go um, the latest record is really good Horn, Horndog Horndal like Horndal. Dahl like Brad Dahl hmm. Horndal yeah oh we might be related are you sure they're not Norwegian <laughs> no they're from north of Sweden <laughs> ooh oh, but honestly guys check them out uh, they have, uh, they are creating a big following now, and they are some, as I said before, Mike Jones also uh, liked them. So some, I'm, some I'm buying it now. <laughs> See that yeah. you, you got Brad yeah. to just instantly yeah, go in. and buy it. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, since I since I can't move to Sweden, I, I'm going to buy all their music. You can move to Sweden. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk to your State Department. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'll say, what's this desert rat coming over here for? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I'm going to play Rob here. I got to go pick up my son. Um, so I'm sorry, Johan. I don't mean to cut in. You got, you got more to talk about? Cool. Okay. You, you, I, you, you have to take off, Brad? Yeah, I do. So I just want to jump in really quick, though, and first of yeah. all, say how awesome it is to see all you guys, especially Rob. How long does it take to order food? Come on, Rob. Jeez. There's this thing called the Internet. Okay. It's um, a big menu. I just I just bought an album while we were talking. I didn't even go anywhere. It was awesome. <laughs> and thanks for the suggestion. In fact, all you guys, you guys got music you want to hear me play, man. Throw it my way, and I'll, I'll put it on the air. Because uh, I love you guys and I, I love your opinion, so yeah, you, you guys are you guys. Are, this is like a family here for me. I love you guys. Um, yeah, Judas Priest. I, I saw them on the uh, the Firepower tour. Um, it was the only time my son has seen them, and I was really disappointed that that was because I, I I talked them talked them up big time, and it was just kind of a little bit kind of going through the motions. Um, there was very little crowd interaction. The guys pretty much just st stood there. And it was just, it was just all right. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't awful. It was just not what it's not. They weren't living up to the level of what they, the bar that they've set earlier in their career for me. Uh, I mean, any, compared to a lot of other bands, it was great, but for what I know they can do, it was not great. Uh, I, be, I believe they belong in the top of top 10 list of all time. Great bands uh, just because of, Number one, well, yeah, great songs, great albums, uh, longevity, uh, great performances, great, great in concert back in the day, but also their influence on on the music scene. I mean, their music has influenced a lot of people. Uh, you know, so I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Judas Priest, a fantastic band. Uh, Steve, um, I don't know. Steve and I need to hang out. We we need to, yeah. He needs to turn me on to more uh, D. Snyder stuff. I need to turn him on to more Jews Priest. 
<laughs> there you go. We can turn uh, any, each other uh, on. P- parting words. And any Wait. bands featured on Yard Metal that we should be checking out? Yeah, I'm going to say all the Swedish bands that we play. Uh, um, one of my favorites is Mean Streak. Uh, Johan, do you know those guys? Okay. Not only is their music yes, great, name. but yes, yeah, you you should uh, listen to my interview with them on the the our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, type in Yard Metal, and listen to me talk to. I talk to all four guys, and it's they're fan. Not only is their music great, but they're just fantastic guys. Uh, the other fantastic Swedish band I like is Two Twenty Volt. You know them, right? Oh yes, no? very well. Okay, good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, Matt's Carlson, good friend, um, and. You know, his their their music uh, is not what you call heavy metal, but it's it's hard rock and a very, very quality stuff. So I love all of the I, I, there's so many great, so much great music coming out of Sweden. I don't know how they do it. So that's my parting shot. So listen to Yard Metal. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Awesome. And. Um, Mr. Weltman. Yeah. Uh, um, parting words on Judas yeah. Priest. Yeah, uh, just very, very quickly, I just wanted to point out that um, there was one album released in the UK which had a different name in the US. Uh, you guys Ooh. know Hellbent for Leather, uh, but we machine. actually know it as Killing Machine. Uh, so there was, that, that's just an interesting issue. I thought I'd just mention that. Uh, the other thing is that... Um, the influence, uh, we're talking about Judas Priest as an, as an iconic band. Um, if you listen to The Ripper, on, and this was released in 1976, the solo on The Ripper is Dave Murray. I mean, if you listen to it, it's Iron Maiden through and through. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Iron Maiden have obviously taken a lot of what Judas Priest would do because Judas Priest were going a lot longer before Iron Maiden, as we, we talked about. Uh, and so big influence there, including the red trousers. Um, so there's <laughs> <laughs> a, you know, an amazing band. And I would say overall, they are my favorite British band. Just they just pip it. I mean, obviously, I like Maiden, obviously, I like Saxon, obviously, I like Def Leppard, and the list goes on, Diamond Head. Uh, but you know, if I, if I only had to take one band on a desert island, it would be Judas Priest. Wow, good choice. Do you think we'll ever see a, a Maiden Priest tour, which they've rumored that it was in the works like two or three years ago before the pandemic? Do you think we'll ever get to see them tour together again? I would say never say never. Um, a lot of these bands have played together. I'm going next year to see uh, White Snake and um, Foreigner and uh, Europe together. So the three of those are playing together. And quite a few bands now want to play together. I mean, we've seen Ossia playing with Judas Priest next year. Uh, so you never know. You just never know. It would be really great to see them both together. It would be a good show. I mean, I was surprised when Judas Priest played with the Scorpions. I mean, I just thought that was a strange mix of bands, but they, they play together. Why not? Yeah. Interesting. That that that's a, a a bill where you'll possibly see three bands, and the only one that may have original members is Europe, <laughs> because even White Snake, he's uh, David Coverdale is is grooming the uh, Croatian guy who's supposedly just going to be the keyboard player, but who has one <laughs> hell of a voice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, DC's uh, brilliant. I'll, I'll you know I've got a lot of love for him. 
but you know, he's obviously his voice is a bit shot these days, and uh, you know, he's 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 hanging on there. It's the farewell tour, so let's say goodbye to them in a in a good way. Yeah, F- farewell until again. Coverdale uh, <laughs> retires and says, "Okay, you guys keep using the name, but I get eighty percent of the money that you guys are making." Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, what, White Snake's going to have more people on stage than Santana, <laughs> than Pink Floyd. <laughs> um, all right, cheers, cheers, guys, and and I got to say hi to Arturo. Arturo, it's good to see you here. So you guys are the best. I love all of you, and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, thanks for being on board. Steve, any uh, parting words on um, on Judas Priest? A fantastic band that I've just never really gotten fully into, but I have nothing but love for them. You do realize that Twisted Sister used to cover Judas Priest. I do, and Overkill. They did. Over- uh, yeah. They did a cover of the Ripper on was it WFO? It was like a hidden track on it. I. Um, and then they also did Tyrant on, it may be on Cover Kill, Kill. and it may have also been on, there were two Judas Priest covers albums, tribute albums that came out in the 90s where, I don't remember if it was them or if it was maybe Testament who covered that. I, I have to dig, I have to dig those out. I have them on CD somewhere. But um, yeah, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say go ahead. (laughs) Uh, No, but uh, I know that Overkill. I've I've heard Blitz talk about the fact that they um, that they did cover uh, Priest in in their club days. So, so there you go. I don't think I've ever heard him do anything live when I've seen him. But I think the only cover I've ever heard Overkill do live is Sonic Reducer. I think if I heard them do that live, but uh, they they did it uh, when I saw them. Uh, it was Kill Fest back in 2012, and they did that. It was the next to last song. I, I want to think cool. that they did Power Surge, then they did Sonic Reducer, and then they did Fuck You, and then ended the show. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I think though. Only cover I can think of that I saw them play was the first time I saw them. They did the Beavis on Butthead theme song before <laughs> playing Hello to the Gutter or Hello from the Gutter. Right. Interesting. Um, all right. Well, for me, there, there's really. It's funny. I do think that Priest deserves all of the regardless where they are at this point in time. They deserve all of the credit and the. All, all of the, the props and fame that they've received over the years. Like I said, to me, they're the first true metal band. Um, I remember when the Talking Metal forums existed, I argued with someone for several days over the influence of uh, Judas Priest. The, the person was arguing that Slayer had, um, had more of an influence on bands that Judas Priest than Judas Priest did at the time. And I said, not for nothing, but Priest influenced Slayer. So how can you say that? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he, oh, you, you don't notice it and they're playing at all. I'm like, 
That's stupid. Okay, so you don't notice Peter Chris is playing and Dave Lombardo's playing, but it's his him and John Bonham were his two biggest influences. That doesn't mean that you can't evolve and have your own sound. So Right. I think if if the reason you started playing music is because of a band that would make them an influence. Absolutely. Regardless, regardless of if you sound anything like that. Right. I agree 100%. So um, in any event, I want to thank everyone uh, who joined us tonight. Brad, who just jumped out. I'm glad Johan finally got his sound working. Um, Jeremy up in the UK. Uh, any uh, who's Man City playing this week? Uh, we're playing Leicester away tomorrow. You're playing Leicester away. What are your chances? Uh, I hope, hopefully, we'll win. <laughs> but you, know, you just never know. It's um, first another away game. The first one we lost at Tottenham. So um, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll be better this time. What are your thoughts on FIFA wanting to do the World Cup every two years? It's a nonsense. <laughs> complete nonsense because 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 they don't play enough tournaments and enough stuff already to exactly. to actually i mean why why uh why dilute the excitement of the world cup every four years by having it every two and we already have the european championships anyway so it's just you know it's a non-starter yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely johan you're you're a, a football fan as well what what team do you follow uh, I follow Roma. Okay. Uh, in Sweden, the Premier League is huge. And uh, everyone has a favorite team, almost everyone. Especially in my age, uh, Premier League is huge. So Liverpool, Manchester United, Tottenham, or Arsenal are the, I mean, they have a huge following here in Sweden. Really, really big, <laughs> but not, <laughs> but not Man City. <laughs> Manchester City. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually know two people who follow them, but uh, uh, the biggest is Liverpool, of course. Yeah. 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 Here in Sweden. Yeah. Uh, big because, history. Big history. Yeah, we had a, we had a player in Liverpool. Uh, Glenn, um, oh, I can't remember. Hmm. Awesome. Um, Steve, do you follow Premiership football? I do not. You you just follow wrestling, correct? Rest, wrestling and American Ninja Warrior. There you go. <laughs> That's so, about it. Um, no one from uh, Man City, I think, is has been on American Ninja Warrior. Maybe on, uh, <laughs> if, if there's a British uh, Ninja Warrior, maybe. But uh, maybe. Maybe. Anyway, guys, I do want to thank you, everyone, for joining us, especially Rob's microphone, who has been very prominent <laughs> in today's show. <laughs> it's not the same and without the laugh. It's it's not yeah. the same without the cackle. That's that's for sure. So uh, if any of you guys want to uh, hang out for the green room afterwards, you're more than welcome to do so. I know that it's late for some of you, but uh, for those of you that are listening to this or watching live or listening to the replay, thank you for joining us. Thank you for spending time out of your day to, uh, to listen to us talk about music. And uh, we will have another one of these uh, patron shows 
shortly. Um, in the next few weeks, I will have John Bush of Armored Saint and Anthrax fame. Uh, next Wednesday, uh, we'll have Joey Vera from Armored Saint and um, working on rescheduling Danko Jones and possibly Joe Stump. So we will see. We will keep you guys posted. Uh, but that is it. Thanks again for joining us, and we will see you next time right here on the Singles from Mars live stream. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 